Blow and the Doctor. Hello Who fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. Coming at you from somewhere in space and time, this is episode 11 and it is a deep breath special. Uh, I am joined today by a very special guest, he's been on a podcast before, uh, Adam from the Geek's Handbag. Hi Adam. Hello there. How are you doing buddy? Yes, not too bad. Yeah, I'm good. thought I'd drag you back on the podcast because it's cool to have somebody to, uh, to, talk, to talk Who with and especially this new series and the new Doctor and so on and uh, your expertise and everything who who is uh, much appreciated so thank you for joining oh my pleasure i mean it's um it's such a buzz around this episode as well it's uh, just been dying to talk to people about it i don't know for ages can wait for it to air yeah it's been um it's been really crazy the build-up to uh to this series don't you think i don't think i've ever seen a new episode or a new series with this much hype and media stuff going on not at all i i've never known i well i'm pretty sure there's never been such a big build-up um, to any Doctor Who series, I don't think. I mean, the thing they did in London the other day in Parliament Square was a complete surprise on the, on the actual... Was it the day before, actually, on the day? I forget now. Day on before. the Friday, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I just thought it's amazing how much promotion the series has got. Um, and it's given the episode a, a lot to live up to. I think almost the danger of, gosh, you know, this, this episode has been built up so much. Like, you know, it, it, but uh, yeah, we'll see whether you thought it lived up to it. Indeed. So, um... Yeah, this is not going to be a typical format for the podcast. We're not going to do any news or, or TARDIS talk. Um, it's all going to be about Deep Breath because uh, it kind of warrants its own show, I feel. The, the, new, um, the new series, new episode, new Doctor, new stuff. You know, it's all uh, a lot to talk about. So we're going to scrap the other stuff. That will be back um, in the next episode. But this one is all about Mr. Capaldi and oh, Series yes. 8. And so I, I guess it's just one long TARDIS talk segment, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, I reckon we should we should divide it because we're going to talk for hours. Otherwise, let's <laughs> let, let's um, divide this up into some into some chunks. I guess. Uh, I guess if we talk about Capaldi, then the episode, then any other stuff, and then we'll close out. Yes, sounds good. Good times, right? Let's just kick. Or let's uh, let's do a bit of a build up to it. So let's rewind. Um, was it last year or earlier this year? where we had that live TV show with now, Zoe. I was Yeah, I was trying to remember this earlier, actually, because everyone's been saying that we've waited a year for the series to come round. So that, that suggests, yeah, it would have been around the sort of Day of the Doctor. Um, yeah. I really can't, the, 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 you know, I really can't remember. It's all a bit of a blur. I remember thinking when he was announced, oh, we've got, eight, you know, so long to wait for the new series. So it has been a while. It has. I think it was last year. It must be. I think because it was. Because yeah. I, I remember in Day of the Doctor, we knew about Capaldi before that. Oh yes, of course, yeah. And then we saw because he the popped eyebrows. up in yes, it, the <laughs> eyebrows, yeah. So um, we he must have been announced shortly before that. Yeah. So it has been a long time of a build. We've had some, we've had some Matt Smith stuff in between then, so that's been okay. But it has felt like an age between yeah. Capaldi being announced to him actually. Um, being on our screens yeah. and um, it's like we were saying the build up to his to his entrance has been crazy crazy I mean I remember when Eccleston left and Tennant was announced and I'm pretty certain there wasn't this much of a, a hype and everything going on around it oh nowhere near no no, in, no. no. 
there was obviously interviews in the Radio Times and some other publications and I think he was just announced in the paper, wasn't he, Tennant? When you think back, he didn't have any sort of bit like Matt had the show where they properly announced him. But I don't think Dave Tennant had anything like that. I think he was just sort of announced to the press. Yeah, like they normally. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, So he was just announced fairly low key in the press, like you say. And then before his first episode, the only things that I recall seeing would have been just some interviews in a couple of magazines. Yeah. Um, But it was really just low key and it kind of a bit more mystery around it um and then when he left and matt smith took over there was a little bit more in terms of um the the media building up his his arrival but nothing like this at all i mean if we think about what they've done so far the bbc i'm talking about they've done uh a world tour not not just going on over to the countries where are quite popular like the us and australia they've been to um, uh, a couple of places in Europe. They, yeah. Did they go to um, uh, Asia? Yeah, I mean, they went to uh, Seoul, didn't they? Um, That's right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's been some quite sort of unusual choices, I suppose, or places you wouldn't have necessarily picked straight away. And I remember when they first announced the World Tour, thinking, what is this about? Like, it, just, it seemed a bit of an odd decision mm-hmm. at the time. You know, almost sort of, I think you mentioned it in one of your other podcasts, actually. You're saying it almost felt a bit like we were sort of losing the, you know, losing our show a little bit. It seemed to be like the BBC were grabbing it and just throwing it out there to make it into this huge, you know, sort of thing, which which is great. Um, But it did at the time, I think, seem a bit odd. But having seen how it's worked out, I think it's been quite quite amazing, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, in in that, previous um podcast episode i did i did think you know that, that's why i put it in that podcast because it was on my mind for a long time when i heard yeah. about this this whole world tour and stuff and uh it's kind of worked out okay because if you get you know it's an obvious thing really the more people you get onto the wagon you know the more people you get watching the show yeah the more justification there is to keep going and to get better writers and directors and stuff like that so it's cool it's cool it is good and it's been great seeing like the you know like peter and jenna and just even seeing the tardis in all these iconic sort of places it, it it's been great to see i have to say it you know initially as i said i wasn't too sure but it it's been pretty amazing to see all the photos back and um Oh, where was it they had the aerodrome thing where they were in front of the big statue? Um, San, oh, I've forgotten the place. But, uh, you know, there's been some really incredible um, things sent back, pictures sent back of Peter and Jenna. And, I mean, they must have been absolutely shattered. I, I don't know how they've done it because they literally stopped filming, didn't they, about a week or two weeks and then straight into the tour and they've been all around the world and come back into London. I mean, they must be shattered. I bet yeah. they've just sat back. I bet when the first episode aired... They must have just been sat back thinking, ah, they literally, no pun intended, but they must have just taken a big, deep breath and sigh of relief and thought, (laughs) oh, we've done it, you know, because hopefully now they can just sit back and enjoy it because it must have been intense. It must have been crazy. I mean, oh, yeah, I I believe that's that's one of the deciding factors for Matt Smith going, wasn't it? It was the schedule. Because um, I'm pretty sure I I saw him in an interview or, or read an interview with him where he was saying that, it's a it's a ten month of the year job, mm. um, and the the schedule is just crazy all the time. And those two months off that he gets is not really two months off because he's still doing like press stuff and media bits and pieces. So yeah. in a way, it's kind of an all. It's a it's a really intense um, 
intense role to fill. And I think yeah. from the sound of it, the BBC or whoever, you know, they expect a lot as well. I mean, I, I was reading a little interview with Peter Capaldi the other day where he was saying about the announcement that you were just talking about when he was first announced. Yeah. And Peter Capaldi, um, it, not that he doesn't, he doesn't mix his words. He's quite honest, but not in a sort of rude way. He just, you know, that's just his mannerism. And he was saying, you know, when they told him, oh, we're going to announce you live on air and stuff. He was like, well, I didn't really sign up for that. You know, it's not what he expected. And you sort of think, you know, these are all things. And I think this is one of the reasons Chris Eccleston sometimes quotes, you know, is quoted as saying, you know, they expect a lot from you. You don't just take on the role. You're sort of expected to do all this other sort of stuff that perhaps doesn't go with any other show particularly. You know, they, there's a lot more baggage with it um, that you've got to be prepared for. And Peter Capaldi seems to have handled it brilliantly, I think, you know. Absolutely, mate, yeah. And it's probably one of those things where... Since the show, because I'm I'm pretty sure that the classic era, I don't think those doctors had quite so much of all <laughs> no. this extra stuff to do. You know, it was more traditional used, TV, you know. Yeah, they used to have, um, what was it, uh, John Nathan Turner just used to have a photo call in his back garden, I think, yes, or in someone's yeah. back garden. You know, there's all these pictures of Colin sat on a bridge with his umbrella or Sylvester just in the TARDIS. But it's always just in someone's back garden, wasn't it? A little photo press call, you know, and that was it, pretty much. That was it. And it was yeah. very, well, one, because, you know, they didn't have the money to do all this stuff back yeah. then. And, and secondly, it was it, it was more intimate that way. You know, the, the cast and the writers and stuff. That's right. I, I get the feeling that they didn't want to do all that circus bit. You know, they just wanted to keep it, you know, fairly contained. And so, actually, you, you mentioned the money there, um, Gary. And that, that's one of the things when, when they announced the world tour, when I said I was a bit concerned about it, it's one of the things that, one of the first things I thought was about the cost of it because obviously Doctor Who's budget you know Doctor Who is a show that requires a big budget and we keep reading that the budget gets slashed and all this sort of thing and I was thinking wow you know this this world tour must be costing a fortune and I don't know I mean I don't know how these things work but obviously I would have preferred to send that money spent on the show but that you know that was my initial sort of concerns about the world tour really I was thinking well you know why not put that money into the show but I guess promotion is important, obviously. But yeah, it does come yeah. back to, like you said, you know, they could have, you know, what they used to do in the day, just have a little press call. And I just would like to see a bit more money put in the show. I think if you're bigging something up as much as this series has been, you know, promoted, you know, you want the finished product to look as good as it can be. And I, I, I sometimes wonder if BBC make a lot of money off BBC without going into too much of a rant, but they make a lot of money off it. And I'd, I'd like to see a little bit more of that put back into the show. No, I well that would be the in an ideal world. Ideally, it, yeah, know, ideally, it, yeah. You know, every cent that's made. All these bit, Sonics yeah. that you know I've bought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the all the figure sets and Sonics yeah. and books. I'm just and looking stuff. at them now, thinking, you know, I, I must have put a few pounds in that pot. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, <laughs> uh, as, as long as you know, uh, with everyone else. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and it's um, and that's what I mentioned in the podcast. You know, is it? Yeah. Is it? Is it something that's completely warranted to do that? Because. Mm -hmm. Um, the countries where Doctor Who is quite popular now, so over in the US and Australia and New Zealand, uh, and I think there's a couple of, I think I think quite a large region of Spain is now into Doctor Who and and Portugal. Those guys are into it and stuff like that. You know, do yeah. they really need um, Capaldi and Coleman to turn up and wave their hands like the Queen? You know, do they need that? <laughs> you know, is it? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Is that I warranted? Do. And you know? I, yeah, and I sometimes think that the. You know, I sometimes 
think that perhaps there's a large section of the BBC that perhaps just look at Doctor Who as a big pound sign. That that slightly concerns me. You know, it's like it ha- they do maximise on every opportunity to make money from it, which is you know it's fair enough to a point. But you know, I sometimes wonder if they sort of don't worry so much about the show. It's more about sort of like, well, you know, how can we sort of get money out of it? So, yeah, I, yeah. you know, that's, that's the only thing that concerns me with it. No, I read you. And if we continue yeah. on on this subject about the hype and everything like that, mm. so not only did we, did we have the world tour, but we also had these red carpet events. Oh, yeah. You know, like proper, you know, movie stuff that you see like A-list Hollywood actors doing. You know, they had the whole um, red carpet treatment. So the BBC would have had to, have, you know, paid the bill for that to rent out the entire cinema and show the premiere yeah. and do all that hospitality stuff so they did I, that you know more than once and i thought i must admit i thought that i thought the premieres here actually were quite good and they they got some great publicity i mean it was great to see on bbc news you know them the guys in the cardiff premiere on the red carpet i mean that was fantastic i just i just wish they'd done the premiere a bit closer to the actual air date because it was two weeks which doesn't sound very long i mean even i was trying quite hard to avoid spoilers but you know, there was still a lot seeped through. Um, and I just felt like if they'd have done it a bit closer to the actual air date, it, it would have, well, it probably wouldn't have made that much difference. But I don't know, it was quite annoying, I think, knowing that sort of two weeks had passed where people had seen it, because I knew people that went to the, you know, the premiere of the episode and they were sort of, you know, they were really good at not giving spoilers, but they were dying to talk to us about it. And it was it was quite a sort of difficult two weeks and little things seeped through. Um, I mean, the, the, the phone call with Matt... Um, uh, I saw in a, in a chat that I was in. So when it was in the episode, I was a bit like, oh, you know, I knew who it was going to be. And I, although the, to be fair to the person that kind of accidentally spoiled it for me, he did say, well, it was all in the press, which I think it was, but I hadn't sort of like connected it to to the actual episode. Do you know what I mean? So little things sort of got seeped through because of the premiere. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I've got mixed feelings about that. I don't know if I like this sort of showing the episode early um to people I, I i think it's nicer if we all see it together you know and everybody can share it at the same time i don't i don't really like this sort of early showing of things i think it creates a divide as well because you know then you've got half fans that have seen it and some of them are a bit glib about it and i don't know i just i don't know that it's a good thing to have these early premieres but i do like the actual idea of the premiere itself if you see what i mean yeah yeah, I, I, I get what you mean. It's um, it it does create a bit of a divide as well because a lot of people that I follow on Twitter on my, um, on my big blue box podcast account, most of them had either uh, seen it via the premiere or they'd seen it somehow. I'm not sure how, or they'd seen the the leaked script and stuff like that. Yeah. So there was a lot of, you know, most of my Twitter feed was consisted in the last week or so. Anyway, it was mainly consisted of. Um, I've seen Deep Breath and it's awesome, Capaldi's awesome, etc. Uh, however, I'm not going to spoil and so and so. But the trouble with that is when everybody starts saying that, everybody starts to re- everybody starts to think along the same lines of, oh, you know, I've been telling people for a few days now that, you know, there's not going to be any spoilers, so I'm going to leak a little tiny bit. And, yes. then, and then we're going to reveal a tiny bit more and then someone else reveals yep. a tiny bit. And by the time the episode rolls around, like you say, you've heard about things like the you telephone conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I do agree with you. The premiere should be a lot closer to the actual broadcast date because yeah. that would eliminate hopefully some of that time scale for people to get bored, you know. <laughs> Cause after- and I think that, yeah, I think that's what it is. You're absolutely right. It's not, 
you know, because everybody I know has been really good. I mean, most, you know, fandom has been great, I have to say. But, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a natural progression. If you've got that long, you, you just die. You know, you're bursting to say stuff. And, you know, it's almost inevitable that, you know, you're going to yeah, just let yeah. something slip. So you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, man. So we had the, yeah, so the world tour, we had the red carpet stuff. We had the... Um, the episode go out in loads of cinemas, which is cool. Mm. We had the yeah. simulcast, so it went live to like a load of other countries as well as the cinemas and stuff. And uh, so, yeah, the whole thing has just been huge. And I've not, to be honest with you, I'm not not just Doctor Who. I haven't seen this much hype for a BBC show. Not even things like Downton Abbey. You no. know, I've not seen like that's one of their other flagship flagship shows. And uh, yeah, I've not seen those guys doing world tours and. No, I, I, I'll tell you, I've, I've literally, I've been astounded um, by the amount of promotion and effort that's gone into this series. It, it kind of, you know, makes you think that, well, I'd like to think that they've, they've got a product on their hands, they're proud enough, because if they're putting this, this much effort in to promote it, you know, I really think, hope it's got to live up to that promotion, because I, like you said, I've never known such a um, buzz around a, a series before. And you're right, not even Doctor Who terms, just in general terms. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, in mostly, I think we're in agreement here that most of it has been good in, in a good way. Um, it's just maybe questions around: is the money that they've used to facilitate all this stuff is it all used in the right way? Possibly a little bit of it, maybe not. Um, I, th- I, I think there's yeah. I, I I mean I don't know how these things work because I guess you've got diff- you've got BBC Enterprise and everything. You know I'm sure it's not as simple as saying well we we made thousand pound here we'll put that in you know. But it it just yeah I think you know I think there is a lot of money made out of Doctor Who and you know let, I'd just like to see it made to its absolute potential. Which you know I mean judging by the episode that we've just seen I think that was of high standards. But there were questions about some of the CGI in and things and you sort of think well yeah you know that could have been better and. So, I, you know, perhaps, I, I don't know, maybe Doctor Who's one of those shows that could never have enough money. I don't know. Because Stephen Moffat's quite an ad- adventurous writer, isn't he? So, you know, the bigger the budget, <laughs> yeah, he'd probably, yeah. you know, but he, he probably would spend more than his means, whatever the budget, to be fair. But, you know. Yeah, cool. Uh, you're just saying yeah. about the leaked scripts, though, Gary. I, I was surprised how many people have watched or found the leaked episodes. And that was another thing that comes back to the spoilers and, and having such a long gap. Because a lot of people I know have, have watched them, and mm-hmm. I was in a yep. chat last night on Google, and two of the guys in that were saying, "Oh well, I've seen episode four and and I was like, "What?" I was like, "I can't, I couldn't believe it." Actually, I, I've stayed away from the scripts, the episode, everything. I, I just wouldn't want to even go near it. I want to watch it on the TV and enjoy it, you know. Yeah, because there, there's something about episode four that everybody's buzzing about, and I'm absolutely dying to know what it is. But I. But it makes it even more exciting. You know, I've got to wait three more weeks to find out what this big thing is in episode four. But I can't wait. And of course, there's this danger. We've got three weeks away that it's going to be, you know, on the net. I'm surprised I haven't found out what it is already, to be honest. Yeah, it's nuts. Like I said earlier, the majority of the people in my Twitter feed, they had they had either seen these episodes somehow. I don't know how, but they've seen them. Yeah. Or they've. And been reading the scripts, the uh, the leaked scripts, and um, I don't. I mean, it was a. I did have to be honest with you. I, I did have to think about it for a while. Mm. Um, when I heard about these leaked scripts and and episodes and stuff, I did I did ponder it for a while because, as as a person who runs a, a Doctor Who blog and podcast, you know, it's it's not my job, but you know, it's kind of 
in, in a weird way, it's kind of expected of me as a person who sort runs of research. This, yeah, it's, it's expected yeah, of me to kind mean. of, you know, get all that information so that yeah. if I get invited onto another podcast or to write an article for somebody, they probably expect me to know all that stuff because I run a Doctor Who blog. Yeah, um, yeah, I know what you mean. But then at the same time, I'm also, a, you know, just a, a normal fan like everybody else. So I went down the road of I don't want to know. You know, I'd, I'd rather just... I'd rather just run the podcast as a review thing afterwards fresh, you know, like everybody else has seen it. Definitely. And, um, it's, it's, a, it's a weird one because if, if, if I didn't run this, this podcast, then I possibly may have done, yeah. but, then, but then would have stopped myself going too far. You know, I would have like, you know, it's a bit like, you know, dipping your toe into like, you know, <laughs> you know, uncharted waters kind of thing. It's, 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 it's weird because, you know, the, one side of your brain is like, you know, you shouldn't be, you know, spoiling it for you. That's, that's literally, isn't it? You shouldn't be just going head first into spoilers. You should just wait until, you know, you see it and enjoy it like everybody else. But at the same time, you've got that intrigue, that kind of, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like, oh, God, what, what's everybody talking about? So it is a tough one. I, I think that's you know. what it is. Yeah, because like you said, everyone's been like, like this thing about episode four, everyone's talking about it. So if you've got it there, the temptation to think oh well why are they all talking about it you know one of the guys last night just said he keeps watching a little bit more of each episode and then he's like i'll just watch a little bit more this is episode two i think he was on about and i was like no don't watch any of no, it he's like no. yeah but i just keep watching a little bit more <laughs> and then i think no like you said he gets the guilt you know no i'm gonna switch it off we're gonna wait and then he two days later will think i, I just want to see just five more minutes and you know it's, it's not good no good at all no yeah. good um cool so Let's let's dive into let's dive into the episode itself now. Uh, okay. Let's let's before we actually get into the into the the details of the, the actual story and the episode itself, let's talk about the important thing, which is the new Doctor. Yes. Twelve. Can we say twelve? <laughs> um, or thirteen? Or, let, or one? Because it's a kind of a reset, isn't it? I almost think he's gone back to the, the start, like you know. The doctor well, he's not reboot, one, obviously, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the do- the doctor reboot. The doctor. But let's let's say twelve. Let's just say twelve, it, just to yeah. keep it simple. Let's talk about Mr. Capaldi, number 12. Um, first impressions, go. Really good. Absolutely really good. And the thing is, I had quite high expectations, which is never a good thing <laughs> to go into something with such high expectations. But but I couldn't help it. I, I, just, I just thought he was going to be good. Um, and I wasn't disappointed. I mean, I really... I just... There wasn't anything I didn't like. He just... Um, He's just so different, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, there was nothing about it I didn't like. I thought he, you know, when he came out of the TARDIS and told uh, Strax to shush, just that one <laughs> line, and then went back in, and the way he played it, um, it took a while. I mean, obviously they did the whole regeneration thing for about the first half of the episode, but I think when he, when he sort of became the Doctor, I'd say about halfway through the episode. I mean, there's the scene on them, you know, at the end in the restaurant where he's just talking to the guy who's at the table. You know, he's the doctor straight away. Yes. And yeah, no, very, very impressed with him. I, I know it's only one episode, but already very, very impressed with him as the doctor. Cool. 
you kind of. How about of, you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you um, yeah, you echo my thoughts really. It's uh, I, I immediately liked him. Yeah, it's one of those. It because it does it doesn't happen too often with um with a lot of doctors. I, I, the the general vibe that I get from a lot of fans is when there's a new doctor, it takes a few episodes to kind of get into their into the flow of that new actor and that new character. Yeah. Um, but with Capaldi, I think the general consensus is he's just been awesome off the bat. Yeah. And yeah, I do echo that. I mean, it's a couple of things that I really did like about him was he, he was kind of like some of the early doctors in his, in his, in his ways. And he was really, really grumpy at times, like, um, mm. like Hartnell. Yeah. Which I really, really liked. He had this, really kind of non-apologetic um grumpiness and which which i really liked and yeah. he's, he's kind of got this dark tone a bit like um a bit like sylvester mccoy had at times yeah a lot of people you know? are saying that about the sort of you know the darker side that came through towards the end of sylvester's run yes and, um, yeah. but i agree with you about the hartnerism and i i tell you what i like about this doctor and i to be honest with you i don't think they could have done this before i mean with the you know the the previous doctors since the 2005 reboot they've they've kind of had to change the show they've had to bring it to a modern audience to make it a success and they've done a really good job but part of that is obviously making the doctor more accessible to people you know so we've had yep. the younger doctor the quirky the david Tennant, you know which is much more accessible now obviously that's brought the show back and made it really popular and now we're getting a doctor that's you know a real sh- shaking things up i mean this is this doctor i think the reason i like him is going back to like you said to actually the more traditional hartnell and you know the more classic doctor which i think is brilliant and yeah, i don't think yeah. they could have done that straight off the bat I, don't, I think if they'd have done that tried to do it in 2005 there's a danger with it that it could have you know couldn't have brought it back to the mainstream like it's become so i think the timing is brilliant i think you know the show's back it's a success we've had some really great doctors since 2005 but I think with Capaldi, we're now hopefully going back to a sort of still keeping that modern touch, but perhaps getting a bit back to what Doctor Who sort of is centrally. You know, this sort of unpredictable, um, slightly dark character in, in the Capaldi. You know, I love the fact he's so unpredictable, like the scene where he left Clara behind. <laughs> I mean, I literally was like jaw open, uh, you know, when when she was trapped in the... Um, in the basement okay. and yep. the door was shut. Do you remember? And he was just, she was just like, give me the Sonic. And he's like, no, I might need it. And he just vanished. I was like, Oh, you know, I love that. I love the fact that this doctor, you don't know if he's coming back for you or if he's, you know, he didn't even know if he was good or bad for, for a little bit. And I, and I really like that. And I don't think it's something they could have done up until this point. I think now they're being quite brave with it, you know, taking yes. it in a new direction, which I think is great. Yeah. I mean, I've got that written down in my notes actually that they've been, uh, more adventurous so another yeah. word yeah would be brave you know in in terms of where they take his character and how he's mm. portrayed and stuff and you are right in in 2005 uh russell t davis made that made that show exactly what it needed to be at the time yes and, you know both him and chris eccleston and uh it was i i mean i'm sure it was very very carefully written and planned that way because it had been off the screen for for quite a few years and the state of what television was at the time, and you know, mm-hmm. just just the, just that time period of of TV at that time, and the amount of time it hadn't been on the screens, it was it it gave us something that was very much Doctor Who, but was very uh, very current at That's the time. Right, yeah. So you're right; they couldn't have 
they couldn't have played around and been adventurous too much with with that character at that point because uh, it just wouldn't have. I think it just would have lost people. It wouldn't have. You wouldn't have had time to kind of get yourself back into into the show. And they have kind of progressively done it a little bit. Um, mm. Matt Matt Smith Doctor kind of took things back to the more Troutony, zany, yeah. clown like kind of uh, stuff, I guess. So he was he was very much a to and throw. Uh, kind of doctor in my opinion he was very serious and dark at times but then with a click of his fingers he was quite clown-like and zany and stuff which was very much like trout and and, you know and so i I really like that and uh but now with with capaldi like you say they kind of brought out that darker tone from Mm -hmm. some of the very early doctors and uh yeah i i just think they've nailed it in terms of giving us something because a, a lot of fans have been crying out for something that isn't as I wouldn't say childlike, but not as um, zany and quirky. You know, I think a lot mm-hmm. of fans have been have been screaming for something a bit more, a bit more paced, not not yep. as quickly cut together and stuff. So there's a bit more room for dialogue and things like that, so you can actually, you know, get into the characters' heads a bit more. As you know, it gives them a bit more room to breathe, and yep. also a bit more of a, a bit more of a like I said, a, a darker tone to it, really. So like the early days and some of the McCoy stuff and maybe maybe even some of the um, the Colin Baker stuff, you know, that got quite dark mm. towards the end, you know. Oh, yeah, I think that's the, actually the darkest period of the show. I mean, I, I watched Vengeance on Varos the other day because some guys were raving about it. I haven't watched it for a while. Have, have you seen that one? Yes, yep, that is and very that, dark. It's yeah. very dark, you know, <laughs> very, very dark. I mean, the scenes with the where they're, you know, the noose and they're hanging each other, people and stuff. I was mm. thinking, mm-hmm. you know, this is very, very dark for Doctor Who. Yeah. Know? So, yeah, I don't know whether we'll go back to that, but you're right. It's definitely going back towards that that sort of more darker, unpredictable feel, yeah. which I think is fantastic. And you couldn't... They, I don't think they could have done that with Matt Smith. I, I no. Think, and, yeah. If sorry, they'd I just, <laughs> if they'd have tried to do that with Matt Smith, I think it would have come across as forced because it would have been out of character for his doctor yeah absolutely and i think what i was gonna say the 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 thing with the last sort of part of the matt smith era if anything it was the most sort of kiddish is is the wrong word but i can't think of a better one it was the most sort of um child friendly series i think uh you know it was quite a lot of people said it was very cbbc at times and there were what elements the last season the, uh, last series of uh, the matt smith stuff yeah right yeah I, I think that's true i think it was becoming very light-hearted didn't have a lot of meat on the bones despite matt being fantastic but his last sort of series i think was getting very sort of light of touch and comical you know and i think this is a complete contrast i mean it's it really has flipped the coin. It's you know, it's no, it's no sort of. It hasn't sort of gradually got darker. You know, we had the Matt Smith ones were quite light, and we're suddenly boom. A lot of people have said it. It feels like a different show. Yeah, it does. Even though it's uh, even though Moffat is still running things over there, it does have a very different feel to it. And yeah. Capaldi fits that perfectly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we need. And I wonder. Like if, I wonder if Moffat's more comfortable now because. I guess he's probably felt he had to make it a certain show up until this point. And I think maybe he's just, now he's got Capaldi on board. I think perhaps, you know, I don't know. I wonder if he feels a bit more sort of comfortable in, in perhaps writing sort of a doctor he wants to write. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably some truth in there because once you'd got into 
uh, well, him and some of the other writers, once they'd got into a, um, a, a way of writing for Matt Smith, um, you kind of you kind of lock yourself down in a respect, don't you? Because, yeah. you know, you write that character in at the beginning and, you know, Matt Smith himself would have wanted to portray the Doctor in his own way to put yeah. his stamp on it. So a combination of those two things, you kind of lock yourself into a certain type of show quite early because you've got Matt Smith who wants to play the Doctor in his own kind of way and then you've got um, the writers and Stephen Moffat who are wanting to do it you know their kind of way but also so Matt Smith is happy with that yeah and all of those things combined you probably you know you, you have to write the show in a certain way because you have to fit that criteria exactly so, so you lock yeah. yourself in and with like you yeah you're probably right mate with this with this new series because Capaldi is on board and he has an opportunity to take it into more darker places and a, be a bit right. more adult not it's it's really hard, isn't it, to talk about this stuff because it, you can't really say it's an adult show and it's not a kids show. It's that middle ground where you want you, you know you want kids to enjoy it, but you also want mm. them to dive behind the sofa when there's scary points, and you want adults to enjoy it, but also get emotional when there's you know stuff going on that kids might not understand a hundred percent. So yeah, and I definitely think in this first episode they they definitely push the boundary a bit more than they have recently, without a doubt. I mean, you know the sort of even with the sort of innuendo when the um the I can't remember the character's name, but when she's posing for the art class and stuff and you know, it's a little bit titillating and then you've yeah, got yeah. the sort of the guy impaled at the end and I thought this is oh and the eye scene where the guy said, Give me your eyes or whatever and I yeah, thought that they're, yeah. they're def this is, you know, it's quite horror. Not not too far, but it's it's definitely pushed the boundary a little bit more than they were willing to do in the last sort of, you know, last sort of series, I think. Absolutely, I thought that as well. That's that's yeah. also in my notes here as well. Under um, anyone under, would think I'd got your notes here. I'm just going to yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's weird because <laughs> I've I've got here um, more adult, uh, more adult orientated storytelling. Mm. So there was little snippets of things like I'm not sure. Should we, let, let's wrap on Capaldi. Let's let's okay. sum up and say that he was awesome. He we, was great. You uh, know, yeah, absolutely fantastic. We we don't really need to talk about that for too long because we're always just going to come back to he was awesome will we be talking about jenna only we, because we will we yeah yeah okay i'll just gonna say i just wanted to just to tie in with capaldi the chemistry between the two was brilliant i thought just just going back to capaldi just for a second i just thought the two of them together because bbc have been saying oh the chemistry between them is brilliant you think yeah of course you're going to say that but it really was i mean they they instantly work so well together but i'll come back to clara then. <laughs> yeah, we're going to come on to Clara. Yeah, because yeah, so, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Capaldi her. was, uh, in a word, a re just amazing as the Doctor. I think there's been the majority of the reviews that I've seen have all praised Capaldi as being a, a really, really good Doctor. Yeah, and uh, I would totally agree with that. I think he's, I think he's potentially one of the best Doctors. Um, you know, especially since I, I, I'm going to come back to this and say that my favourite Doctor of the new Doctor Who stuff is still David Tennant for me, mm -hmm. and I would say that he is immediately um, number two. Yes. For me. Oh yeah, he's definitely cemented himself straight away, and I yeah. I can't wait to see. Now we've got the regeneration out of the way. I can't wait to see him hit his stride next week, like coming in as the Doctor. Like you know, we've done the regeneration. He became the Doctor halfway through that episode. Next week, I'm really hoping that we're straight into it. He's the Doctor, you know. Uh, that's what I can't wait to see. Yeah, 
That's going to be cool. From here on in, it's going to be, I think, are we going to have, um, I think I saw this a little while ago confirmed, but there is no series break, is there? No, there's not as far as I know. No, no. that's going to be cool. No, then. So now I hope got, not anyway. Yeah, so we've got a straight run of how many episodes? 12 is episodes. It? 12? 12. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I don't know if that includes the Christmas special. I don't know if it's 12 and the Christmas special or if 12 is the Christmas special, but yeah, definitely 12. Okay, right, cool. So it's a straight run now, just Capaldi for 12, All the 13 way. weeks. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Uh, so let's move on to the actual episode itself. Let's talk about Clara then, because she was she was great. I mean, after Capaldi, she was the next, you know, the next best thing about this episode for me. Misunderstandable to me. I don't know what it is. Who invented this room? Doctor, please, you have to lie down. It doesn't make any sense. Look, it's only got a bed in it. Why is there only a bed in it? Because it's a bedroom. It's for sleeping in. Okay, what do you do when you're awake? You leave the room. So you've got a whole room for not being awake here. But what's the point? You're just missing the room and don't look in that mirror. It's absolutely furious. Doctor, please. You have to lie down. You keep passing out. I, I thought she was fantastic. And I am not the biggest Clara fan. I, I don't know if you've picked up on this. I, <laughs> I, think, I think she's been really weak um, up to this point. I've never really been a fan of Clara at all. Um, I, I just, and I thought Jenna Coleman's acting has been pretty substandard up until this point. But it was it was like a, a different person on the screen. Her character was good. Again, a bit like a different character. Her acting was brilliant. Um, yep. When she yep. was scared, uh, talking to the guy saying, well, you better kill me, and the doctor stood behind her. And it, her I just thought she was fantastic, and I really was surprised because, as I say, I've not been her biggest fan up until this point. I don't dislike her, but I've just found her very meh. You know, I, I wasn't expecting to come out of it, and I, I think sh- she was a real close second to Peter Capaldi is the best thing in it I, th- I thought she was fantastic yeah oh, she was really cool and yeah. one, one of the things that I that I liked about her in this particular episode was she seemed to I'm not sure if this was just how she she put this across or if it was specifically written for her in this way but she seemed to be very much the the typical companion in, yeah. in this episode she was very much because in the in the series uh, seven uh, with Matt Smith and the day of the doctor and stuff, she was, in my opinion, she was very much a, almost more of a commentator rather than a companion. You know, she was, yeah, she was, you know, running around with the doctor, but instead of being a companion, she was more commentating on what he, what his decisions are and, you know, what his thoughts are and stuff. She's all, it was almost like the doctor was doing stuff and she was repeating it back to him. And yeah, she, she wasn't really, don't get me wrong. She's, she's good. I, I, I kind of like Clara. I, well, now I really do like Clara, but in, in the mm. previous stuff, she was, I thought she was okay. I didn't think she was by far any of, you know, any of the best companions that we've seen, uh, certainly, but she was, she was more of just a, um, someone there to, either reinforce a doctor's decisions or just talk him out of something she wasn't really running around doing the typical companion thing but i thought in this episode she really did do that she kind of yeah. took control a few times she went off on her own and and did stuff she was very strong um but also very emotional with it as well yeah and um i just thought that she she slotted more into the what you would kind of 
you know, if you were to talk to somebody about Doctor Who had never seen it before and mm. you were trying to describe what the role of the companion is, I thought that, you know, you could probably describe that episode and that would round it off nicely. Yeah, you know, and I actually cared about her in this episode. I mean, I I have to say in, in previous episodes, I haven't really, you know, I mean, if she was to get exterminated, I'd just be like, oh, dear. But in this episode, like, I genuinely, like, when she was holding her breath and when she was try- walking out, you know, trying to keep that breath held and there was sort of the you know the guys either side of it you know you genuinely thought oh god you know i I genuinely cared about the character for the first time you know i really really liked her and she was feisty she stuck up for herself she did things you know she like you said she wasn't just following the doctor around like a lost puppy and gawping at stuff and making the odd quip she actually was feisty and did things and you know and as i say I, i really really sort of you know the the scene where she wasn't sure when the doctor was be- if the doctor was behind her i i was literally not on the edge of a seat but you know i was thinking is he going to be there <laughs> you know i really really thought that was a great scene and uh, you know and i was actually cared whether clara got out of it i was thinking god i hope he is there yeah, whereas yeah. before yeah. i probably wouldn't have been too bothered if i'm on <laughs> so it'd have been like well you know but no she, yeah she really developed i mean they said they were going to give her a much stronger character in this series i think it's something that most people have sort of said, you know, that she was a plot point and needed character development. And I think Stephen Moffat definitely stepped up to the plate in terms of that in this episode. And I hope it continues. Absolutely. Yeah. On the subject of Clara and mm. uh, Jenna Coleman, I, there's been a lot of rumblings and rumours that she's, this is her last series. Yeah. Is that true? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> I like the way you you ask me like I have some secret knowledge. <laughs> From <laughs> one know, I mean, fan, I, I will. I have been on the phone to Stephen this morning, Stephen Moffat. But no, I don't know. Um, I feel that it. My gut feeling is that she will go at Christmas, which is which is what's been reported. Right. I think yeah. it just feels like a natural because it will have been. She would have been in two series. Is it two? Yeah. Yeah. Two. Yeah. And. I don't know. I mean, you've got to keep it fresh, and I feel it would be the right time for her to go. But after her performance in Deep Breath, I'm actually interested to see where the character goes in this series because it's clear from the synopsis of the episodes we've seen that are forthcoming that she's going to be integral to a lot of the storyline, obviously, but in terms of her relationship with the Doctor, you know. So I, I think she will go at Christmas. Right. And if okay. you'd have asked me before Deep Breath, I would have said, good. Now, if I'm honest, I'm sorry, but if I'm honest, I would have said good. But now I'm actually really intrigued to see where this character goes in terms of her and the Doctor, because there's an interesting spark between the two of them now, which we didn't have with Matt Smith. And yeah, I'm I'm not desperate to see her go at all now, but I think she will. I think she will, based on the fact that she's... You know how her character was explained back in towards the end of series seven where yes. she was kind of in the timeline yeah so she was involved with every incarnation and kind of helping the doctor along the way at all these different you know vital points uh because this particular doctor is now a reboot if you like yeah her place is now um as that type of character is almost now redundant isn't it because i can't see her being involved in every incarnation from here on so I think for the first 11 Doctors that we had, or 12, whichever way you want to look at it, um, 
and how they explained it when they had that really cool montage of all the other doctors and mm. her popping up all over the place and helping him. I don't think that now applies from this doctor onwards, does it? So I think her her character is like, you know, the the doctor's kind of behind the scenes little helper. I think is now uh, is now not applicable to this doctor and the future doctors. So I think I think now would be a good time in this series or even like you say at Christmas to mm you know to politely you know bin her off yeah um, i think <laughs> I, that hope, w- I hope we don't go back to that i think that storyline's done and i and i think it kind of almost got afterwards got sort of referred to back a bit too much so yeah i hope we don't go back to that but yeah. one thing i want to ask your opinion on um talking about the time stream one of the one of my friends did a review of deep breath on youtube which i watched this morning he made an interesting point and i just want to see what you think because he was saying, obviously, a lot of the episode was Clara, you know, being shocked at the appearance of the Doctor and it not being the same man, yes. you know, and, and the fact he's old. And what my friend was saying in his video was, but if she's been in his time stream and she's seen all the other Doctors and the War Doctor who's old and stuff, why is she so, you know, why can't she accept him? What, what's the big deal? Because she's already seen all the different regenerations. Now... I thought that was quite a good point, but then my partner said, well, that's because she doesn't remember any of those. It's for each individual Clara. But I haven't quite got my head around that yet. What do you think? Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, why why yeah. would she... Would, does she not remember? I don't. I can't really remember the sort of plot point, but... She can't what, remember, can she? she so, can't. so that would make sense then, because that's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, why would she be surprised at the Doctor? Yeah. But it's because she can't remember the other time streams then. That's right, yeah. She can't... Right. There's like a reincarnation of Clara as, yes. as the Doctor's... Not companion, but like... Well, I guess companion in, in a way. Um, but the only time... I think what's I think what throws people with that and, and might potentially throw a confusing spanner in the works is in that episode... I think it was it the finale of series seven or series six, one of the two. I can't remember now. Where mm. they go to Trenzalore. Day of the Doctor. No. Um, no. Night of, no, Death of the Doctor. Death of the Doctor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so many something of the Doctor, isn't there? Um yeah. yeah, so when they go to Trenzalore and you see the the Doctor's time stream and she dives into it, doesn't she? Yeah. Um so I think when she dives into the the Doctor's physical time stream and she goes back to the first doctor and goes all the way through um i think that's that's kind of forced upon her because she's in the doctor's time stream it's like a kind of parallaxy conundrumy thing yeah um, i i think i see where you're coming from the thing is i i kind of need to go back and watch it because i i found quite i found that series quite patchy so i there's a to be honest i haven't really rewatched it much since it since it aired which is why i wasn't too clear on it um, right, because yeah, I didn't. There was a few episodes that I didn't really enjoy. I think I have. I've only watched them once or twice um, since they were actually shown. So, but yeah, I, I get what you mean. That that does make sense. Yeah. So I think it's two things there. I think one, before she did that, she could only remember the the incarnation that she's currently with at the time. Yeah. And uh, secondly, because this doctor has been, because this is a new start of a whole new series of regenerations. Um, it's almost like it's almost like uh, the new doctor from her point of view as well. I don't think that she would. We'll put it this way: in that episode where she does jump into the doctor's time stream, uh, I don't think it would stretch over to this new doctor and the following regenerational doctors. Yeah, no, that, you know that makes I mean? sense. It's yeah, like a cut-off yeah. point because this is a completely new set of 
regenerations. It's like a different, not a different time. Well, I guess, yeah, like a different time stream. Like a reset. Yeah. Yeah. yeah reset yeah. button. Um, yeah, the reset button, which the yeah. <laughs> Moffat's so fond of. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's the thing with Clara. Yeah. Okay. But she was great in this episode. Really good. Yeah. I and I agree. think, um, and I think it would be as sad as, you know, if she can keep up this, if, if she's written this well throughout this whole series, it would be sad to see her go. But I think it would be the right thing for her to go. In this it way. might make it even better, actually, because as I said, if she'd have gone at the end of the, follow, uh, the, the previous series, I nearly said season. Um, <laughs> I, I've said I, it once, I so I've got a pound <laughs> in the jar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't have cared, honestly. I would have, would have, but, but if she's written as well as this for series eight and she does go... It, it will be even better because I will actually care. I will think, well, you know, she, you know, and I'm glad that she will have got that chance to have improved as well. Cause I, you know, I, th- I think she was really good Agreed. in this one. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So some other stuff from this episode then, what did you think of the whole Vastra Jenny and Strax thing? Do you like those guys? Um, I'm not their biggest fan. I like Strax. Um, I, I like them in small doses, but I do think they worked well in this episode. I, I remember seeing this, you know, when they first started filming, seeing the pictures of them and knowing that they were going to be in the first episode and groaning. I remember at the time <laughs> going, oh, no, not in the first episode. But they, I have to say, I think they worked quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find, I was, I was saying earlier, actually, to a partner, I did find the scenes, because we saw it in the cinema, so I found the scenes at the start with Vastra and, and Clara a bit slow. I thought they slowed up the action a bit. You know when she was talking about the veil yes. and all that. And yep. uh, nice scenes, but I think they were in the wrong place. I, I kept thinking, "Come on, let's get into it. I want to get back to Capaldi." And I found them. A, they slowed up the story a little bit, but overall, I thought they worked quite well in it. Okay, I'm going to um, I'm going to come opposite to that one. Okay. Yeah, I th- I thought that was nicely placed. What the 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 scenes with them in a house? Yeah. Oh right, okay. Yeah, and the reason I say that is because I I felt like it took you back to a more classic era style of of uh of kind of plot pacing and stuff like that. Because uh, mm. you know, if you go back to like the, some of the Tom Baker things and yeah, uh, and that era, they, you often find that you have um the doctor and the and the companion have landed somewhere, you know, and there's like a group of people who are in trouble or they've let something loose, whatever. Yeah. You often have this thing where you've got the doctor and say Sarah Jane, for example, they're off kind of investigating and stuff yeah. and they might run into something, a monster or whatever, but instead of, instead of just staying with them and seeing how they tackle that, it cuts back to a conversation that these other people might be having and you're left thinking, hold on, what, what's the doctor going to do? He's just about to get eaten or something. And then oh, it cuts right. back to, you know what I mean? It's kind of that more classic era kind of writing yeah. where you can kind of, and I think that's more down to the runtime of this episode. What was this, like 75 minutes? Yeah, 75, um, wasn't it? Yeah, and so I think that gave it a bit more room to do things like that where you could see the doctor and you could really get into his scenes where he was kind of finding himself and his disorientation, everything like that. And then just when you think, you know, that's getting cool, it cuts back to that things, you know, things like Clara and Vash are having a conversation. So mm. I do see what you're saying. It did kind of, it cut the pace up a little bit. But for me, I thought that was quite cool because it was more, 
it was more like the classic stuff, which I'm not, I'm not taking saying... taking its time. Yeah, yeah I know I'm, what you mean. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that it should be like the classic stuff. I'm just saying it reminded me of that, and that's mm. not a bad thing. So, And I think that's something we're going to see more of in the series, because Stephen Moffat has said, hasn't he, that he wants to take... He doesn't want it to be quick jump cuts. He wants it to be this series to be more dialogue and more character, which is fine. I think I, I've watched the episode twice now, and I, I know what you mean. I think I think you're probably right to a point. Maybe it's just because I was, you know, buzzing and I just wanted <laughs> to see the Doctor. I've watched the episode twice, and I, you could be right, but I think the scene that, that bugs me is where she says, uh, Vastra says, the game is afoot, and she rings the bell, and we think, here we go. And she says, we need more tea. And then it just cuts to a really a scene of them drinking tea. And I was like, no, let's get in, let's go. You know, and I think that's what it was. I was just thinking, no, come on, let's, let's get going now. But, right, but yeah, you could be yeah. right. No, I think it's subjective, isn't it? I think it's mm. one of those things where if you're, if you're really buzzing about Capaldi as the new Doctor, you want to see as much of him. You know, yeah, I just couldn't episode. wait to get back to him. I was just thinking, yeah, let's see, you know, let's see more Capaldi. No, I'll read you. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of the other episodes as we move forward, are they just going to go back to 45 minutes now? I, I assume so, they yeah. Will be, yep. so they're we've... standalone as well, aren't they, this, from what we're told? Uh, yes. Pretty much. Apart from this running theme, which I guess we'll come to later, there's going to be a slight running theme uh, in terms of the what we saw at the end of the episode, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. I think um, with the shorter run time on the preceding episodes, I think... It won't be as much like that. I think it will It'll be. It'll tighten it yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I think so. For me, I think Vastra and Jenny were very cool in this. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I kind of had the same reaction. When I saw that it was going to be those guys in the first episode, I did have a little, oh, jeez. Yeah, you know, because sometimes, did, yeah. sometimes their episodes can have can be a habit of being a bit spoofy almost and a bit too mm. kind of kiddie like especially with Strax. Yep. I mean, I love Strax. He's, he's a cool character and he, he is yeah. very funny, but sometimes you kind of tread over that line where you, do you think, you know, is this one more for the kids because these guys are in it? And there was talk, wasn't there, of making a CBBC program with those three in it. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, it's been sort of mumblings about that for quite some time, isn't there? Yeah, but- so I can see, you know, when when you see that an episode is going to include those three, you, some people do get a bit, oh, brother. But I thought they were okay in this, especially um, Vashra and Jenny, because in the previous episodes that we've seen them in, you, it's been, it, we, we've been told that they're a couple, that they're, yeah. they're a married couple. But in this one, I, that's one of the aspects that I did feel was a lot more adult. And that was there, there was a bit more kind of an obvious um, yeah, you know what I mean. You you could kind do, of tell yeah. that they were a proper couple in this, a proper married couple, because not just by like you know the little quips that they had of each with each other and stuff like that, but mm. you know the actual when they when they were in the uh, the basement of that restaurant and they had to hold their breath and you know oh, she offered to share you know <laughs> share breath and stuff. You could tell yeah. that that was more than just yes, you know, that's you know, right. You know, yeah, so that was very cool. I, I really enjoyed that because uh, you know I think it's it's important that you know in this. You, you don't want to hide behind, you know. It's, you know, these. If they, if you're going to say that they're a couple, they're not. Don't just kind of pussyfoot around it and be like, oh, mm. you know, they're just going to mention each other now and then. So I th- I thought that was very cool, and I, I, I thought just they have, were... sorry, I just have visions of Stephen Moffat writing that scene and just frothing at the mouth though, like dirty <laughs> old <pair. laughs> yeah. yes. When I was watching it, I was just imagining writing that, thinking, oh yes, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah so. <laughs> oh god that's in my head now 
<laughs> but do you know what? It shows what a geek I am. Like everyone after there's a couple of people, not everyone, a couple of people afterwards saying, Oh god, you know, lesbian kiss, doctor, so you know, do, do we need it and stuff. When I watched that scene, do you know what I was thinking? Oh, I, I, this is what geek, such a geek I am. All I could think was, Oh, I can see the join on a on a mask. <laughs> oh man. Just shows how boring I am. <laughs> do you know what? I did think that a little bit with Strax. Did so you? I thought to myself, oh, Strax. Um, I can see where the makeup's coming away from, like around his mouth and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I shouldn't should... be. Th- I, I was watching it thinking, why are you thinking that? Uh, you're, now you're a proper geek, Gary. Now you, you see you've cemented yourself as a Doctor Who fan right there. When I was thinking, <laughs> well, when I was watching this a second time, I was thinking, why? Why am I thinking about that? You know, yeah. You know. But anyway, so I thought Vash, uh, Vashtra and Jenny were very cool, very cute couple. Mm. And uh, and Strax was his usual funny self, which I thought was cool. Yeah, um, I think they worked well in the episode. They weren't they weren't overused or over the top. I just think they fitted in nicely. Yeah, I thought they were cool. No complaints there. And and then overall, you know, the whole kind of uh, the mechanical robot things from this this stems from Girl in the Fireplace, right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it wasn't made explicitly clear, but I mean, it, well, I, I suppose it was in a way. But yeah, definitely. Was yeah. wasn't it a, a hark back to that, which is nice, I think. Yeah, and I, what I liked about that was uh, Stephen Moffat didn't pick a typically big, famous, you know, enemy to because he could have gone in with like Daleks or Cybermen, mm. whatever. So I like the fact that he chose something that was fairly, in terms of like monsters in Doctor Who, this was like a fairly low key thing. It was, um, yeah, it, and know, I thought they were great. I mean, the lead yeah. guy, the lead baddie. Um, you know the half face. What was his? What was his actual name? Because um, he was brilliant. I uh, thought the voice and everything was good. Yeah. Well, his his character name was actually Half Face Man. Oh, that's his character name. <laughs> it's um, a bit unimaginative. Yeah. Well, played by Peter half Ferdinando, and he was man. he was very cool. He was brilliant. I mean, yeah. as I say, the, I don't know if they treated his voice or if he talks like that, but voice was really sort of creepy, mm-hmm. and the actual mechanics on the face looked very good. I thought. Yeah, um, that was and really yeah, well he done. was properly yeah. creepy. And, you know, I thought he was a great, great villain. Um, no, he and he, you know, he, yeah, for what he did, and and the scene in the calf where they get up and then they all start slowly moving, and that was very, very well done. I thought it was a clockwork noise in the background and everything. Yeah, they were cool because mm. it's one of those episodes where you don't really have to go into a great deal of detail about these things. They're just mechanical. Uh, like humanoid kind of robots and you don't really need to explain too much you can just introduce them and get on with it really so that was cool yeah and but I did I did like the fact that they picked because I think it's um girl in a fireplace is quite a popular tenant episode a lot of people do like that one it's a good one isn't it it is do good you, yeah yeah so um I like that they picked that you know a popular episode that a lot of people would have seen and also these um these these bad guys that are not really too famous because like i said he could have gone in with like all guns blazing but mm. i'm glad he kept it kind of low-key in that respect oh definitely so yeah. that was cool and what do you reckon of t-rex the dinosaur stuff well <laughs> i thought it looked good um i i liked the fact it spat out the tardis i just thought that was a bit of fun um a lot of people are saying it was pointless <laughs> <laughs> i i having heard stephen moffat because i saw it in cinema they had the q a and having heard stephen moffat explain why he had the t-rex i kind of makes sense he just said he he basically is there because he wanted a big intro um and then he kind of wrote the plot around it which i could now watching the episode back for a second time can totally see <laughs> but yeah i thought it was fun i, I mean yeah it did it was kind of surplus to the storyline but so what I, I i thought it looked good and yeah it's just a bit of fun to start the episode really 
Yeah, I thought it was... I, I was in two minds about it, and I still am, really. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. Like you say, it was a good... You know, why not? Why not have a T-Rex spit out the TARDIS? You know, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that didn't quite sit pretty with me was uh, the reaction of people to the T-Rex. Right, yeah, I would agree with that. Do you see what I mean? Like, yeah. the, you know, the whole city of London just seemed to carry on as normal. Yeah, they did. They were like, oh, there's a, oh it's the government or something, didn't they? Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. They didn't really, like, cause, considering when it was set. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. you're absolutely right, actually. Yeah. It was, they weren't very impressed, were they, by, yeah. you know. Mm. You know, even <laughs> when um, even when we revisit the T-Rex later on where the Doctor's uh, looking out the window and, you know, he's, he's gone off to rescue it, you know, just before it gets set on fire. Yeah. Um, even then, like at night time, like this London's still buzzing, there's stuff going on, and there's just this T Rex just, you know, just plodding through. <laughs> just and there's having no, a walk, yeah. Yeah. So I, I liked, I liked that they put the T Rex in there. That was very cool. Stephen Moffat, you know, is, you know, why, why shouldn't he do stuff like that? You know, it's, yeah. it's very cool and a fun aspect and stuff. It was just more of the, <laughs> more of the, kind of complete weird nature that the people of london took to it it was like oh there's a dinosaur cool let's go and get some lunch you know it's, it was yeah let's have a coffee yeah. and watch the dinosaur yeah it was yeah. a bit you're right yeah but it was cool though it was fun yeah it's good what's your interesting way to start it absolutely yeah mm. um anything else you'd like to say about this any fun little little bits that you noticed i noticed a couple of bits easter eggy uh, fact stuff oh go on uh, i'm intrigued uh just one uh, well just one actually uh the homeless guy Oh yes! Oh, I'm yep. glad you've you've mentioned that. Yeah, what a lovely touch that was. Fantastic! Uh, and yeah. do you know what? Didn't he give a a beautiful, subtle performance? He was just yeah. so good. I mean, it's so easy to to like. He could have really overdone that part. Like when you do a tramp, you can be the drunk. You know, it, he played it so subtle. Yeah. And brilliant. I, and yeah, a really lovely touch having Liz Liz Sladen's husband. I I can't think of his name. Do you have it? Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, um, uh, <laughs> I had it written down. It oh, it's always a... Yeah. Um, but no, it was a, it was a really... I, I thought it was a really, really nice touch. And a nice scene. A really nice scene. Really nice scene as well. Give me yeah. that coat. Yeah. Give me that coat. Yeah, it was really cool. And I, I, didn't, I didn't clock at first. Obviously, I, I hadn't... You know, I didn't see... I've never seen him before. No. Um, in anything. I don't even know if he's a, an actor by, you know, as his job or whatever. I hadn't seen him, but, um, but afterwards when I heard about that, I thought, wow, that's really cool. And I wonder how it wound up with him actually being in this episode. You know, it's um, yeah, because I didn't know it was him until I think it was in the extra Doctor Extra. They mentioned it, wasn't it? There, I, I yeah. didn't know until after the episode. Um, and I just, I mean, I thought it was such a nice scene anyway. But when I found out it was him, I just, I was like, oh, well, that's that's great. But yeah, I didn't realise at the time that it was Liz Slazen's husband. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know either. No. Weird. Um, did you notice I don't know how else? he came to be there. Yeah. Well, I noticed... <laughs> well, actually, I didn't notice. My partner noticed that when the TARDIS gets spat out, the, the spit disappears. Every time it cuts to the Doctor coming out of the TARDIS, the spit isn't on the door. No, or is it the other way around? Yeah, the spit's on the door when he comes out of the TARDIS, and in the long shots, it's not. And there's a disappearing bucket, apparently, in the scene with Clara. <laughs> but I didn't notice these things at all. Yes, but I noticed the bucket. Yep. You did? Yep. Oh, right. I, I didn't. I was too engrossed there. But yeah, there's a couple of continuity spots. Um, but no, I mean, overall, I, I, I mean, there was quite a lot of um, nice little touches. I like the bit at the end, actually, where 
the doctor is with um half face man is that is that what he's called half face man yeah half face man yeah and he he shows him his face in the mirror doesn't he but on the other side he's looking at his reflection and it okay. peter peter Capaldi gives a very subtle but sort of disturbed reaction to look at himself again and i suppose this is something that we're going to come back to i assume is this he's troubled by his appearance and the fact he knows it he thinks he's seen it before isn't he so i'm assuming this is going to be a little underrunning theme. But I thought that was a nice touch, just him saying to the half-faced man, look at yourself, and then he realises that he's actually looking at himself. I thought that was quite nice. Okay, yep. And I'll tell you, actually, one of the other thing I thought was really good um, about this episode, and something that I think they've learned from from the previous series as well, is that the incidental music was great, because right. it's been very overbearing in previous series, and... In this, it was very nice and subtle and quite menacing. I thought the incidental music was brilliant in it and really added to it. It wasn't in your face, you know, there was no sort of dun 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 dun, you know, that we got every two seconds like before. Oh, I am the doctor, Murray Gold. Yeah, uh, which is a great theme, but it it got played to death. And the music in this was just very low key and subtle. I thought it was really good. But I didn't like the new theme, I have to be honest. I really don't like the new theme at all. I was going to come on to that now. Oh, sorry. Didn't no, mean to jump ahead. But. No, you, you you can jump ahead, mate. It's fine. Okay. Let the new the new theme. I didn't... Mm. Oh, um, did I I've, like it? it not I've really. I've listened to it a couple no. of times. It's, it's too screechy. It starts off all right, mm. but it's just that whiny, violin-y sound. I really don't like it. Coupled with the like the actual intro uh, graphics, I'm still and not stuff. sure about the graphics either. I, I was don't mind say, them. Yeah, I'm not too keen at the moment. It might. They're a bit cheesy. Like yeah, all the they clocks are. And I, it's a, something about it. I don't. I don't mind them, but I don't like them particularly either. Do you know what I mean, I don't think they're awful, um, but I'm not. Yeah. They're not grabbing me, and I, I certainly don't like the theme. I've given it a few listens because I kept thinking, you know, maybe the cinema was a bit tinny, or because the volume was quite low in the cinema. It has to be said, I was a bit disappointed that, you know, it wasn't blaring out at me like I thought it would be. But no, I've listened to it again when I got home. The theme, I watched, rewatched the episode. It's, it's just not grabbing me at all. No, I agree. When I when I first saw it for the first time, I was, I was a bit okay. That's not amazing. Maybe. You know, after a few more viewings, it might it might yeah. grow, grow on me. But no, I I, I just not really I, the the best theme for me. I mean, there's the two themes that I like since it came back in '05, and uh, the first one is um, series four, Tenant, um, mm-hmm. where it's a bit more. It's like it's more drums in there. It's a bit more. The source. Rocky, not Rocky, yeah. but you know, it's it's a very thundering along theme. It's very cool, and yeah. I really, really liked the last series with Matt Smith, where it was yes. more like the more well, it like, had a baseline to yeah. it. Bum, 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 bum. That I like that, and that's ne- that's the only version, as far as I'm aware, to not be released. Like it's never been, you know, like they do the soundtracks, yeah, and they they still haven't put that theme out. And I actually I agree with you. I really liked the 
last Matt Smith theme. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Just love that bass. But it's really low. Yeah. This one um, was the opposite, though. It had very little bass, but it was quite high pitchy and. I just squealing. can't understand yeah. how it, why they've chosen it. I, I don't know. A few people I see seen online do like it though so but the majority of comments i've seen haven't liked it yeah. but yeah, yeah i can't i mean i just don't see how that got chosen but i don't know personal thing personal preference i guess but no not doing it for me no me either I have to say. yeah so um yeah so i'm just going to throw this in there just because there's probably when we went when we were talking earlier about um the homeless guy barney Mm. And there was probably loads of people absolutely screaming at their computer or their iPlay or whatever um, about the actor's name. And his name was Brian Miller. Brian Miller. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I knew when you said it, I'd know it because they they mentioned it. But Brian Miller. That's that's right. Yeah, Yeah, very nice. Is he an actor? Are you on Wikipedia? Um, Yeah, he is an actor, yeah. But he hasn't really done a huge, huge amount. No. Can I just ask, what did you think of the Matt Smith phone call? The Matt Smith phone call at the end. Did you did, were you surprised by it? Did you know about it? Um, did I didn't you think know about it was. It. No. Did you think it was necessary? Did you like it? Um, I didn't think it was necessary. Right. Okay. But I did like it, and the reason why, <laughs> <laughs> which is weird, because um, mm. I thought it was quite, you know, the the kind of softy part of me just thought it was a nice touch to have. Do you think they filmed it at the time? He, he didn't come back to film that, did he? They, they must have filmed it at the time, I assume. I would have thought, yeah. He wouldn't it have looked came, like yeah. he was wearing the wig, didn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, like the big softy of me thought, you know, that's quite a nice touch. And But I didn't think it was necessary because he's already no. popped back up in a couple of things. Um, like in an adventure in space and time, you know, he pops up at the end of that... Um, do you know what you remember at the very end? Yes. You yeah. Know, he yeah. kind of pops up in there. When, and, when he looks across the console, yeah. Yeah. And then we had, um, and the day of the Doctor was, we closed off with Matt Smith. And then in the Christmas special, we had, you know, the we had Amy coming back and stuff. So it seems like there's, where it concerns Matt Smith, it's always about somebody making a little appearance at the end, mm. whether it's him or someone else related to his, his era. And uh, so I thought it was, I thought it was unnecessary. Maybe they could have done it with just a note <laughs> or something. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. they didn't really need to do it as like a whole, a whole thing. I don't know. No, um, it, it was kind of it was a nice enough scene, but I I agree. I found it just was like I don't know, like you said, not yeah, not really necessary. I was just thinking, well, what's going on? You know, we've got the new Doctor. Why why are we going back to this one to confirm it? But it was a nice scene, so I know what you mean. I'm a bit mixed about it as well. I I wouldn't have cared if it wasn't in there, but I don't mind it being there if you see what I mean. Yeah. No, I think really. it's a nice enough little scene. I think mainly because of the way Clara sells it. You know, it wasn't really particularly the fact Matt was there. I just think the way she was talking to him and it reaffirmed in her head and stuff. I think she sort of sold the scene, really. No, I agree. That's cool. I Like I said, I liked it. I liked the scene. I'm just not sure whether it was absolutely needed or not. It was a nice touch, though, I guess. Yeah, I think cool. so. Yeah. Yeah. So let's round this off, dude. Um, okay. First of all, what's your out of 10 for Capaldi? Oh, for Capaldi, I'm tempted to give him a 10 out of 10, but do you know what? I don't think I should after one episode. So I'm going to I'm gonna go 9 out of 10, but I okay. thought he was brilliant. I'm just going to – I just want to see how he develops. But I, I really thought he was good. So I'm going to go 9 out of 10, but really in my head I'm, I'm screaming 10 out of 10. I thought he was great. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go 9 out of 10 for Capaldi as well. You are? Okay. Yep. I think he was awesome, and I think we can expect yeah. some great – 
great episodes oh um, yes in this uh, series i think it's going to be really cool can what- i just ask do you think he pushed the guy at the end yes you do because yep. <gasps> he get, they gave the look to camera didn't he now I was slightly uncomfortable about that and it seems I'm in the minority here everyone I spoke to doesn't care but I was like I wasn't sure whether I was comfortable with the doctor giving an ultimatum of suicide or death <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. but I, I mean I you know I, I like it as a as a fan of you know thinking darker doctor but I see it from sort of, oh, I don't know, as a role model for kids. I don't know, maybe I'm a bit too old-fashioned. But I was slightly uncomfortable with it. But I okay. kind of like, liked it because it was darker. <laughs> but yes, I, I think he did as well. And I wonder if this is going to tie in with all this stuff people are going crazy about that have watched further episodes. Because I think perhaps he is going to be a bit of a, not a murderer, but I think he is going <laughs> to be a bit more, you know, vicious so yeah yeah i did but yeah i just wondered if you thought he did it okay no i i think so yeah yes i haven't thought about that too much with you but i on the couple of viewings that i've seen i i think he did yeah yeah okay um so nine out of ten from us for the doctor what about the, ep- the episode as as a whole well i'm i'm gonna give it an eight. Oh no i don't know i i'm sort of between seven and eight out of ten i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten because i I did enjoy it. I didn't think the storyline was fantastic, but I, I thought it was a good episode, entertaining, and I thought the performances from Peter and Jenna were, were fantastic. So I'm going I'm to go 8 out of 10. I'm going to go 8. I, I, You're going 8 as well? I'm not copying. <laughs> it sounds like I'm copying you. But well, I, I, I didn't <laughs> want to say anything. But, <laughs> but no, I do, I do think it's an 8 because yeah. um, I didn't think the story was one of the best that we've seen, I, I, and I wasn't expecting it to be. To be honest with you, I no. thought that you know they would it would be more of a setup story, more of a character building thing. So I didn't think it was going to be one of the most amazing uh, uh, stories that we're going to see or have seen. Um, but I did think it was really well directed. It looked very nice, and um, yes, and I really love the Doctor and Clara. And yes. so I think all those things combined make it a very, very watchable, very good episode. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely one I, I will enjoy watching again, for for sure. Oh, yeah. You know, it's one yeah. of those episodes, because there's a couple that, you know, I think, well, I'm not too bothered about, but that's that's one episode I will enjoy watching it on repeat viewing, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And um, just lastly, what did you think of um, this? Sorry, what do you think of this thing about you can buy Deep Breath as a single episode? You're gonna, are you going to get that or are you going to wait for the series to come out? I, I'll probably wait for the series. I don't really know why this this comes back to the BBC seeing Doc Two as a pound sign to me because I don't really see the need for it. No, that's um, what if I think. I'm honest, yep. um, I don't. Has he got any extras on it? Or I don't. I, I don't know what the point of it is. I assume there's a couple of bits on there, but you'd get all that mm. on the series stuff anyway. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm going to wait for the box set. The only thing I did notice: have you seen they've they've just released a limited edition of the complete series which i think yes is a bit cheeky for anyone that's already ordered it because they now have to cancel it and get the li- if they want the limited of course i, I don't yeah. know why they can't they must know they're going to do these things why they can't announce them at the same time so that you've got the choice straight off do you know what i mean yeah it's to get as many pre-orders in the bag i guess yeah or whatever yeah they know they know what they're doing don't they they do those bbc <laughs> scoundrels those those pesky bbc lot <laughs> gary there is just one other thing i just just look at my notes i just want to quickly ask you what do you think of missy the the woman at the end of the oh, of course yeah um because that that was the last thing i wrote down i was like who is missy what yes, do you think about this completely forgot because a, lo- um, a lot of people didn't like her she was only in it for 
a few minutes, but a lot of the guys I've spoke to are like, oh, I can't stand it. Well, what, 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 you know, why did that scene have to go on the end? It ruined it. I didn't mind the scene at all, and I didn't even mind her, but I've no idea what it's about or who she is or why she's calling the Doctor a boyfriend because, of course, everyone's now saying she's River because she's calling the Doctor a boyfriend. Is mm. she the Rani? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, is she Mary Poppins? Yeah, <laughs> she looked like she looked like a dark version of Mary Poppins. Yeah, um, she did. Yeah, I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, I liked it because of that reason. I liked it mm. because it was interesting, a bit mysterious. And all um, I can say is, isn't the what? What was it called? The the Pleasant Land or Pleasant Land of what was um, it called? It was. But isn't it? Isn't it wet? Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she called it heaven, didn't she? I was thinking, yeah. blimey, he- heaven's had a downpour. Yeah, it looked a bit grim. Well, it's wild, wet- isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah, of course. I thought they might have put a few extra lights on there to make it look a bit more glamorous. Oh, like, <laughs> Just look like a wet, rainy day in a. I think that was the promised land. Promised land, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. grim there. So Cardiff, not worth the wait. I wouldn't have thought. Cardiff is the promised land. Very wet and rainy. <laughs> I'd probably give it a miss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, I did think that was quite interesting and quite cool. I didn't mind that because it was only it's only a couple of minutes. So yeah, definitely. Cool. I'm I'm intrigued to see where that's going. Cool. Thank you very, very much for joining me, man. It's been really cool chatting about Deep Breath. It was a great episode. I think we both agree that it was it was great. Capaldi was it awesome. It was. Yeah, definitely and, worth the wait. And we cannot wait for more Who. Bring it on. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, absolutely can't wait for next weekend. That's one thing I will say. This episode really left me wanting more. Yes. I cannot wait for this weekend. Even though it's the Daleks again and I'm a bit like, no, oh, Daleks again. I still can't wait just to see Capaldi. No, it's going to be awesome. Cool. Yeah. So... Yeah, so thanks, man, for joining me. Tell us um, the uh, where we can find you guys. So it's the website. So that's www. Uh, is it the Geeks Handbag or just Geeks Handbag? It's the Geeks Handbag. Yeah, I know. If you, I've had a. I wonder if I should have just called it Geeks Handbag. Would have been easier. But it's thegeekshandbag.com and all cool. my links to Facebook and YouTube and every other social media that you can stalk me on. They're all on there. Cool, nice one. Um, you can find um, all of my podcasts and everything over at the website uh, www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk jump on iTunes and just do a search under podcast and you'll find it there you hit me up on Twitter at bigblueboxpcast or jump over to Facebook facebook.com forward slash bigblueboxpodcast my name's Gary I will see you next time thanks again Adam you're welcome thanks Gary we'll see you next time Alonzi.